That's life. That's life. That's what all the people say. You're riding high in April, shot down in May. But I know I'm gonna change that tune. When I'm back on top, back on top in June. Good morning, afternoon, night, y'all. Today is 7-6-2022, a beautiful Wednesday to be alive. This occasion, I had the opportunity to talk to my cousin and great friend, Juan Julian Rodriguez. There's a lot of Julians in the family, so uh, my cousin goes by Nito. And uh, we chat about a bunch of different things. What it's like to be in the Valley, uh, Tesla's SpaceX launch facility in the Valley in Brownsville, and uh, many other things. So I hope you all enjoy. Oh, you are recording. Hello, sir. How are you doing? <laughs> you could hear that? Yes. So what's up? What have you been up to? Well, first of all, turn off Pornhub. Okay. I already exited mine out. Okay. So this is uh, public, so I can't really um, discuss. Oh, you can't tell me what you were up to. <laughs> you can't discuss too many intimate things, because, um, you know. But, uh, hey, thanks for, I appreciate it totally. I was totally psyched. I know we took a few days to try to figure out our night owlness. Yeah. And, uh, but I don't mind, because I'm. Well, you see my test at four in the morning. Yeah, you're a night owl for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've been an AM person also, so it just depends what, what work schedule I'm in. Yeah. In my head. How hot is it over there? It's more humid that makes it hotter. So, like, humidity is at, like, 95%. Mm-hmm. And right now it's at 89 degrees, I believe. And it's... It's eleven twenty-two. It's eighty-eight degrees outside, and it's ninety-five humidity or ninety, ninety something. And you're in the valley. Yeah, born and raised. There's no fireworks over there right now. Yes, I don't know if they're gunshots or uh, <laughs> real shots, and maybe a mix of both. That's why when there's a real shot people just like oh maybe it was a firework because you people re- tend to like storm you really hear real gunshots out there often uh yes especially at chachin's house which is more rural mm-hmm. so like you're you're technically san marcos but really you're part of the san antonio region yep so like uh gunshots in the country is as normal as smelling mesquite but but you think those gunshots are people shooting people, or you think they're just people shooting no, no, their no, guns? No, 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 totally harmless. Oh, okay. Maybe three percent harmful if they fall. <laughs> that's possible. On a five-year-old head. Yeah, that's definitely possible. Mm. Yeah, we we had a loss in the family today. Who? On a little bit of a farther side for you because uh, well. Actually, as, as same as you, because you're my cousin. Uh-huh. 
Pisania, Elvirita Pisania, rest her, rest her soul. Uh, it was last night. She had cancer, I believe, and, and I don't want to tarnish if I don't speak the truth, but from what I heard, she had cancer and she had um, chemotherapy that damaged her lungs. Interesting. She, she required um, oxygen, carrying an oxygen tank with her at all times. And uh, a couple of days ago, I heard that she was in Houston hospital, not doing well and not looking well. And, you know, um, and the only thing that went through my head, uh, well, not only thing, because I, I do feel very horrible because I do know her personally. Uh, but it's one of those things that, that I hang out with cousin Ricky a lot, you know, Ricky Larasquito. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I hang out with him a lot, and and uh, usually when we talk, we sometimes there's some things that like lessons learned kind of thing. Uh-huh. One thing I learned from him is, um, like from you, I, I learned house pitch. So, uh, <laughs> so from him, I learned that uh, what's the what's the benefit of mourning if you really never hung out with him? Uh-huh. And at first, it felt very cold. Like what a cold thing to say to one of our cousins dying. Uh-huh. You know, what a very cold thing to say, but in reality, it's true. I mean, what 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 does it matter if you take a huge ass bouquet to a funeral? It doesn't. Yeah, I get you. I get you. A lot of times, uh... which this wasn't the podcast was, was going to be about, but no, no, the it the podcast so happened. It just so happened. Yeah, yeah, the pot and the podcast can, can be about anything, but it's true. It's like I feel like there are people out there, and maybe it is a more harsh way of thinking, less sensitive. But there are people out there who mourn the loss of somebody that they weren't close to, and I think a lot of times people do it for um, hypocrisy. No, like maybe the reaction they like people telling them hey i'm so or sorry maybe for the family okay maybe for the family maybe it's for the the comfort for the family because when you're in a funeral home and you haven't experienced it personally yet per se except mm-hmm. for Walito julian uh but but uh like i remember ricky saying did you notice that 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 uh there was a there was there was there wasn't that many flower arrangements uh-huh. Like that was his whole concern, you know, and, 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 and it's, 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 it's interesting. I, I guess what I'm trying to get at is that everybody has different ways of thinking things, depending on how they were born, how they were treated, what family they're in, their cultures. So he was, he's a single son, no brothers, nothing to reflect upon, you know? Uh-huh. So, um, but hey, um, he does make sense. It's what's what's the benefit of uh, crying if you never really, hey man, I love you. Before you die, you know, want you to know that I love you. Yeah. Not even a conversation. Not nothing. Like, yeah. For example, our cousin um, um, Alejandro mm-hmm. who passed away. Also, was it bef- before Grandpa? I think so, yes. It was before Grandpa. He passed away. And um, did we hang out with him? 
I used to when I was younger, when, okay. when I would go visit Texas, but it wasn't to the extent where I would say I mourned him. Obviously, I was sad. That's my cousin that died. But the truth is, it was so sad for, for aunt, sad, sad for his sisters, sad yes. for Wellito and Wellita, which raised him as a son. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 But, but I wasn't, uh, I didn't mourn him or I'm not, I'm not one to say, hey, I think about you all the time or, you know. Because you're just being real. And mm -hmm. that's what Ricky was being. He was being real to me. I mean, what is it to mourn if you really didn't hang out with him in life? Yeah. Like, you know, like, I, I don't know. It, 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 was, it was one of the, one of those things that happens in life that, that, that you, you don't really think about it, but it echoes and it amplifies. You hung out with her a lot? Uh, with Tira Virita, no. Okay. It, I mean, yes, my family did. Uh -huh. I was too small because she was probably 20 years older or maybe 15 years older. Yeah. Uh -huh. And here's a weird uh, story, slightly off tangent. Go off uh, tangent. Back in, back in 96, <laughs> it was, uh, I think it was in 2009. Uh, I was with my sister and uh, my brother-in-law, ex Chon. Okay. Um, we were driving down 281, and not our fault. Second time it's happened, but not this time, not our fault. The 96 Ford. There was this dude doing donuts, like I guess impressing his girlfriend in the gas station, and then he goes straight towards the highway and was. There was like no way to like instantly react. So we just said, hang on. So he T-boned us as we were oh. going like maybe 55 or something, right? Holy crap. So we start going over. We start doing flips. And uh, luckily, uh, nothing mortally bad happened to us other than I started feeling blood gashing on my head. And I was like, Jenny, look, look, is anything you see anything she's like no but look at your finger and <laughs> i looked at my finger and well uh my my nail was off uh-huh and i lost a piece of my uh piece of my middle finger index finger uh -huh. the fuck you finger and uh the paramedic that arrived i'm like my finger my finger are you gonna be able to fix it he's like well can you find your finger i was like oh, i don't know he's shit. like oh. Well, that guy was our cousin. It was Look, his I, brother, his brother, her brother. Yeah. That showed up to the accident? Her old brother was a firefighter slash EMT. Her old brother? What do you mean? Like actual brother? A actual real brother, yes. Did she know that it's possible he that he would show up? And he was a uh, he was an EMT. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Our own our own cousin went to save our lives. That is crazy. Yeah. There was a, when we were down in Brownsville, there was a, a couple of people that were stranded on the side of the road. And uh, me, Poncho, Ricky, we all stopped to help. And it was next to uh, Tesla's Starbase link or Star, Starbase launch facility. Yeah, it's growing. It's growing. Mm -hmm. So we went down to go check it out. And when we stopped to help, 
there was a truck from SpaceX that had come to help as well or to see what was going on. And I found out that the guy who was there knew my tia Rora. Oh. That's your mom. Oh, no, wait. Yeah, yeah your mom's tia Rora. And, uh, yeah, he knew her. And I was like, that's my aunt, too. You might know who I'm talking about. Johnny? Johnny Rangel? I don't know. Does he work at SpaceX? There's a couple of cousins that work, yes. Okay, it was one of them. And I was like, what were the chances that I would see them right there on the side of the road? And randomly figure out that we're essentially cousins. And zoom out a little bit. What are the chances of, of SpaceX coming to a totally rural, abandoned area in the whole U.S.? Yeah. In the whole square miles of the U.S., what are the odds of this Southern American or Southern African slash American purchasing government property, not only just for scientific research, but to actually go to Mars, like, yeah, his whole reason for living is, you know what, I, I, I just don't want to wake up every morning feeling, what else do I do with my life? I want to wake up and, and have something to look forward for, you know, like fix cars, fix whatever needs to be fixing. And right now, I believe it's space, which is among Tesla. Did you hear about the whole Tesla batteries thing? No, tell me about it. So, so there's these gigabit factories. There's one okay. near your house. Okay. Uh, near Austin. Austin, yeah. It's on a toll road. It's only on toll road. But I, I'm sure his employees get like free pass or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, those gigabit factories are, don't quote me on this, but they're about five acres big. So they're, they're factories for Tesla cars and there's all they all there are they are also energy storage like a huge ass battery uh-huh just storing energy and according to Elon Musk in an interview he said that if we had three of those in the US I think it is doing a quick uh google search on it but anyways google search no yeah take your time if we had three of those uh in the u.s we didn't need to rely on petroleum or butane natural gas or any other carbon-based resource just solar and oh just solar but we would have to get the infrastructure of the solar on the houses well, actually, all we'd need to do is make sure it's on 120 voltage or 220, whatever it is that the grid is on. And as we can long just as the grid gets the energy. That's uh-huh. it. That, that's it. It would go directly to the houses. Interesting. If, if, he says if we had 12 of those around the world, that's it. That's all the power, those megawatts that we, we use on a, on a yearly basis, that's obviously getting higher. Um, with 12 of those gigabit factories worldwide, it would be enough. Interesting. I, I thought you, you would know this. No way, you're definitely blowing my mind right now. So uh, he, he has a, 
he has different companies. He started in uh, with PayPal. Yeah. Back in '99, I think that's where most of his uh, motivation, or I don't know what happened, but but he sold PayPal, and then with that money, just like Amazon, you know, Jeff Bezos started with Amazon back in the '90s. I mean, who would have thought? It's like yeah, number one or almost number one place to go to to. To, it's like a big ass pulga, like a flea market, you know? Cause yeah, it's better than that. Shit. We get, you can get shipped stuff shipped here next morning, early AM. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Technology is, um, it's advancing faster than, than we can keep up. If we went to, uh, to, to war with China, for example, where are we going to get the light bulbs or <laughs> where are we going to get everything in Walmart that yeah, 99% of everything is made in China and it specifically says on the product. Yeah. It's crazy. What is your, your most, uh, what are you most impressed by or what fascinates you most in terms of oh, medical technology you mean? or the improvements of technology? Oh, definitely in the medical field. I mean, okay, well, let me start the reason for the whole Zoom call. Uh, okay, hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. <laughs> I'm, I'm Juan Rodriguez. They call me Nito, and it's not for Juanito. It's actually for my middle name. It's Julianito. So, and it's from my grandpa. There's, so I'm Julian. <laughs> There's so many Julians in the family. And uh, so um, at a very early age, I was fascinated with technology. It was the 90s. It was, it was the birth of the digital era. I mean, before we had Napster to steal music. I don't know if you hear the fireworks or gunshots in the background. Yeah, I can hear them. But, uh, I've been fascinated with technology. Like technology has been my thing. Like I love Star Trek. Uh, the next generation, especially, uh, and it's sci-fi. It's all about um, accepting other cultures and realizing our common grounds. Like you and I can have a disagreement, but still appreciate each other as a community. Like what you can contribute to to our community for our seeds or for our children or for to, to continue human life or, you know, so. Yeah. So, yeah, and uh, so I would love computers, and when I turned 18, I actually went to Florida, and uh, I started working at an electronics company manufacturing computers. Interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, from, from Bear, like, we, we, would, uh, we would create them as a, uh, as a um, from, from the motherboard, to all the little circuit components and then testing them and then shipping them out. Gateway computers, IBM, Apple, you know, everything. Just the birth of technology in 1998. And they made me a supervisor. They, they, they uh, made me a senior supervisor. I had about 80 employees and the factory was growing and it, it had uh, currently about seven locations worldwide. And it was going to create a brand new plant in a place called um, um, Livingston, Scotland. 
which was near Edinburgh. And they said, you know what? We need supervisors that know how to create or, or, or know the process of uh, the factory, how it works, the assembly line, you know, what, what, how to train all your employees. So they're like, hey, Juan, would you like to go? So I was like, yeah, 18 year old. And they were paying me 60, I think it was 60,000 at that point. It was our, it, it was a salary. So they paid for the flight and everything. And um, I was in Scotland and um, great life, beautiful area. I fell in love with it. Um, discovered a lot of castles, hot chicks, went to London, went to Amsterdam. I was there for about a year. And, uh, and then my, my sister called me. She's like, uh, she's like, hey, Nito, you know, you've been working hard. Come home. And I'm like, I can. I'm working. And she's like, you know, you, you, you can. Just come home. Just tell, tell him dad's sick. Just, I don't know, tell him whatever story. Like, just tell him dad's sick. And I was like, okay. So I told him, you know, dad's sick. I need to go home. And then, uh, so they paid for the ticket. I came home. And in the airport, you know, I we were driving home. It was like 2 a.m., 16-hour flight, which your dad is used to. I came home, and uh, they were like, you know what, Nito, dad really is sick. He's got cancer, and he's got six months. And uh, this was 2000. So, um, so I stayed home and tried to create my own computer company here. And, you know, so I've always loved software. And I'm amazed uh, why Tesla decided Brownsville of any city they could choose to have their, their facilities and their, their R&D, their research and development, which I'm sure you've seen when you got here. Mm-hmm. Wait, didn't my Theo live a long time? They told him six months in 2000. Yeah. Yeah. You, you asked me what's the greatest thing I think about technology? Medicine. Me- medicine. Medicine. Yeah. So, so can, you, can you tell me the impact that medicine has on this story and, and what you've learned about the improvements in medicine since that time? Okay. So coronavirus right it, it totally shut down the government it shut down the world <clears throat> it shut down the world it re- reduced production for example right now gas is really expensive pardon me gas is really expensive because when covid started they started shutting down companies and and it, it takes about two years to, to restart the hiring process, the the inspection of the machines to, to start operations again. It takes about two years roughly, right? For who? For who? For the government, for these industries, for these oil industries. Okay. So it, so a lot of people blame uh, Biden for for the prices of, of oil. You know, we didn't have these prices under Trump. It's not really his fault because it, it shut down during Trump's uh, uh, presidential time. So, and, and people don't understand, or maybe they do. Some people do. I, do you understand that sometimes economical change takes a couple of years to get the impact? 
That's interesting that you say that. That is a uh, no way. What? I would have to upgrade to pro to continue this Zoom call. Oh man, we can stop and do, and then we'll and start later. another one. Yeah, and you could just you could just tag it or join. Okay, it. yeah, splice the uh, sound together. All right. All right, call me back. No, no, no. We still got ten minutes. Oh. Um. Oh, so it's twenty minutes. No, it's forty minutes total. We've already been on ah. for thirty. Oh. So um, yeah. That, no, that's an interesting perspective that I hadn't thought much about. Is once you stop everything to get the the machine running to a smooth uh, like full capacity uh it probably does take a lot of time like you're saying hiring people the hiring process it's just restarting a business i mean yeah. it's gonna it's gonna take at least a year to get the permits to restart even putting a porch on your house it, it requires time you, you need an inspector to come out check your equipment for safety osha needs to approve it why do you think SpaceX right now hasn't launched anything? Uh, the agreement was 12 launches in each year, and they passed that by like 30 launches in 2021. So that's why they stopped launching, and uh, they haven't launched because now they're waiting for an FFA permit. And, well, that I mean, that gives them time to, to like, he doesn't waste time, like, if there's an obstacle on the road, there's still other shit that, that, that could be researched and developed. Uh -huh. So he came up with a Falcon 2 jet engine, which is way more gas efficient. And by the way, his fuel uh, is mostly comprised by methane, which is like uh, farts. Interesting. Cow, cow shit. And, yeah. yeah, so it's not, it's not really, wouldn't say it's... Uh, I mean, it's methane. It's it's almost harmless, almost. So, okay, how far do you live from his launch facility? Uh, I would say twenty five minutes away. Have you watched? I mean, so he's he's been there what a few years? Uh, he first purchased, and uh, it it became promotional back in two thousand twelve. And, uh, well, but the land was barren for the most part. It just had like a SpaceX coming soon kind of thing. Uh -huh. and, and then uh, it really started picking up back in 2015 uh, when they started uh, laying down cement and creating uh, buildings. And then you started seeing semis with super wide loads coming with material, like uh, the material they use for building the rockets, which are circular. Uh -huh. And uh, then we came up with the first, or I say we, cause like, I, I was like totally devoted for it. <laughs> that. I mean, that is part of your town. So. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was amazing. And uh, I went for a job interview and, and I remember him coming out and everybody's like, look, Elon, Elon, suck his cock, you know, and <laughs> digging his hand and, and then he, he passed by me and I shook his hand and I'm like, I loved you in Iron Man too. And he's like, <laughs> like okay, weirdo. He's not getting hired. So uh, I went for a job interview and they're like, what are you willing to do? And I'm like, well, literally anything, whatever you have, like I'll sweep floors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
but mostly I'm into computers. Like I said, but yeah, they uh, they require degrees, like a four year degree, which I don't have. Mm. So, are you pretty fascinated? You've watched the launches from your house, I'm assuming. Uh, from the house, from YouTube, uh, it's definitely loud. And uh, the first, the first one, Generation One, or they just call them like spaceship one zero one sh one and the first one was just a one engine uh water tower uh-huh. and the whole purpose of it was to go up 500 meters with uh-huh. ha- idle like a drone and then come down and land uh-huh so that was its, that was its goal so uh, it failed a few times exploded a few times there's people that go in boats and, and watch them. I mean, it's free. Damn, that's uh, probably fun. Yeah, South Padre Island, the, the jetties from South Padre Island, the entrance of the Brownsville Ship Channel uh-huh. is probably about two miles away. So does that you get could, you could feel the the decibels of the engine? Does that get packed when because I'm assuming they they let the community know when the launch yeah, is gonna, gonna be. happen on the 21st. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna happen on the twenty first of this month. No, I'm I'm just saying, I'm just saying as an example. Oh. That's yeah, people would spread the word like wildfire, and they would they would go fill the jetties up. At first, it was funny because at first it's like ah, they'll fail, they'll fail. Look, we're we're just gonna take a video of a rocket exploding that cost a billion dollars to build. This uh-huh. is what rich people do. Sarcasm. I'm I'm saying sarcasm. Uh-huh. So like these people would say, you know. This billionaire, instead of feeding the homeless, he's spending he's spending billions of dollars just to have a trash can explode. Uh huh. So then, and that was one engine, and then he started with two engine or three engines, and it was a real, uh, I think it's like a ten-story rocket, so like a hundred feet up. Uh huh. And uh, it took. It took eight tries for it to finally land. Wow! They could take off, but the landing was hard. His whole his whole goal is to is like in uh, old back and white movies where you'd see the shuttle land and then take off and uh-huh. reusable and say instead of the seventies and eighties, you know, when we used the space shuttles, so they required three rockets, the the big ass red one. Yep. Yep. And the two thrusters. So yep. and a shitload of real gasoline, real rocket fuel. So so did you difference. did you get pretty fascinated with Elon Musk and the whole going to Mars thing when he yeah. began but was it was it before like you've always been into him or no, was it no. when he decided to come to Brownsville? It was when I found out he, he they were voting. It was when I found out they were voting to whether allow him or not to purchase land to build. And I was one of those, yes, yes. One, uh-huh. it's going to bring a shitload of jobs. Two, what fucking amazing to be like the fucking cradle of life to that goes to Mars. Do you think he's going to make it in our, I mean, I mean, build a colony. What, what are your thoughts about his ideas of building a colony on Mars? Do you think it's going to happen with our lifetime, within our lifetime? Well, um, it, 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 we could have an infl- infinite talk about speculation, but uh, I like to go as it as it as it flows. So, okay. 
Right now, he's on Spaceship 24, or SH uh, Experiment number 24, and it has 32 rocket engines, or 33 rocket engines, compared to the prototypes, which all had three. Wow. So the goal for this one is to obviously take off, go around the world, so in orbit, achieve orbit, go at least once and then come back home and land where it took off. And wow. there's these giant metallic claws that are going to catch it. So it doesn't have to like, cause it's research and development. Like let's say you're learning how to skateboard or yeah. what's something that, that you, you, you learn as you, as you go. So yeah. mm -hmm. like stage one for him was that, stupid water tower i mean it was uh, if you look at the youtube videos of version one it was it was laughable uh-huh so but he doesn't give a shit he doesn't give a fuck and he's respected now by nasa why because he's gone to the iss he's he's taken people in the space capsule the space dragon and he's got this super famous falcon 9 rocket yes i've heard of that yeah, he's carried so many rockets into space, so many satellites, so much so that people are like all pissed at him, like uh, astronomers. Okay. All like, Pause that thought. Pause that thought. We got to end this and we'll start it up again. Okay. All right, hold on. We were just talking. Thank you. Yes, sir. We were just talking about SpaceX and how it's amazing for it to be in our in our local uh, local community. Totally. And being a sci-fi freak, you know, to me, that was like, um, I don't know, like a Christmas tree, you know. Interesting. Tell me more. Tell me more, because I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated with Elon Musk. Elon Musk and his ability to block out the noise and have an idea and just put it to work. But these ideas are massive. These ideas are changing humankind. Yeah, and I think that's what fascinates me the most. Wouldn't it be nice for him to go into the pharmaceutical company? Don't get me wrong. I mean, I don't suck his cock completely. <laughs> like, he's had some stupid things. He's human, like like us. So, I mean, it's natural to err. Yeah. And, uh, like, when he when he recommended everybody to go into Dogecoin or Dodgecoin or whatever you prefer to uh -huh. pronounce it. Or Bitcoin in general. Look at it now. Crashing as fuck. Yeah. You know? I mean... The people that profited, profited. I hate myself forever. Like maybe one of my regrets would be uh, in 2018 when the price of Doge was like 0. 0.00000, like eight zeros and then a one. Or uh -huh. So if I were to have purchased like a million of those, it would be like two bucks. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and then when it like skyrocketed to like 42 cents, 64 cents, it would have been worth millions just yeah. like going back in 2013. And I remember you, you talking about it or asking me, what do you think about cryptocurrency? Mm -hmm. It was that time. Like that was before Dogecoin like totally just erupted. Yeah. Yeah, it is nuts. So have you... Have you thought about reapplying? I mean, do you have SpaceX? to have, yeah, do you have to have a four-year degree to do any of their jobs? No, I think it's also attitude. I mean, 
how, you you get interviewed uh-huh and so tell me uh what are your uh what are you good at like what why are you here what what do you want to get hired as uh-huh well sir i uh i do like cooking <laughs> i like computers i fix computers just don't get me in the rocket because i would hate to say help help i am stuck so uh, maybe uh maybe they weren't in the mood for funny shit so I don't know, or maybe, maybe my, my resume was too cocky because it's like a two-page resume for like a dude that doesn't even have his bachelor's. Yeah, but sometimes your passions take you past what a bachelor's is going to get you. Yeah, and and that that's one of Elon Musk's like things. Like he always says, you don't need college. Like you just need motivation and something that drives you. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's all you need. I mean, he supposedly he doesn't have his degrees. He just learned because he learned. You could you could learn anything. They they teach it at Yale, Stanford, MIT, any of those top classes or top colleges. You can learn it for free online. Absolutely. If you have the instead of surfing for porn or looking at Kim Kardashian's new ass or, or whatever, <laughs> you know, like, like, like whatever you do, whatever you spend your time on online, I'm not saying you do, but a lot of people in the world do, uh-huh. but you can learn shit. Yeah. You can learn shit. And, and for at least a decade, I, I understood that. And I think um, the greatest motivator is poverty Mm-hmm. And compared to us, China, I mean, not to mention they're one of the biggest populated regions in the world. Uh, there's most poverty and uh, that drives people like India. Mm. So you could you could learn stuff that people pay millions here at Ivy Leagues. Yeah. For free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It's I always I always equate the internet to having the world's brain at your fingertips. Especially with with the devices that we have now. It used to be you would get into a debate. We I had this this happened this weekend. Two friends were in a debate about, about? A, a law or a rule. And it was just hold on a second, let's google it, you know? And that's all it took, just hopping on the phone and seeing who was right. Yeah. Yes. Can you imagine technology in 10 years, assuming we don't destroy each other? What do you think about his neural link? Yeah, that's one of his crazy ideas, huh? Yeah. Well, I think it's crazy, but also fascinating. fascinating. Uh, a lot of people laughed about Zuckerberg's Metaverse, yep. which is like, a, like an Oculus Advanced and... I'm I'm mostly ignorant about it, but, but what I'm saying is like his um, like Google Streets, total game changer. What What are you talking about? Being able to see the streets on the maps? Yeah. Oh you yeah. Could, you could go to Spain right now. Like when your dad said, "I traveled to Spain just like Grandpa to visit my hometown." If he gives you an address, you could you could go in there right now. Chances are, like ninety eight percent of the time, you could go anywhere in the world. And and look at street view. Yeah, you can see people in their bikes, people eating at restaurants. You know, sometimes you see funny shit going on. Yeah, yeah, it's so, fascinating. 
Yeah. And and all that started in the 2000s. So so you were really fascinated with the invention of the computer. So when you heard about like the first computer coming out, were you just like just engulfed in the idea of what it was? The introduction to computers for me happened probably in elementary school when we'd go to computer class and I'd play like Oregon Trail or, uh, you know, just alphabetical stuff. Oregon Trail. I remember that game. Yeah, you died. You died because of dysentery or whatever they call it, dysentery. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. So have you noticed an influx of people or an influx or, or a growth in the community after the whole SpaceX acquisition? Uh, yes, real estate has gone up. Like our cousin, um, we'll mention his name this time, but uh, he wanted me to sell his, his house and his land, 10 acres plus a beautiful house, beautiful house. Uh, he wanted 1.3 million and people laughed at me at facebook they're like ha 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 you know like you're just doing it because of spacex well yeah no shit uh Uh, because it's right on the road that leads to road uh uh, spacex and and if they don't close down uh this place is going to be populated with hotels with restaurants businesses going that way so his area is prime real estate Interesting. How long do you think it's going to be? I know you don't. I know you don't like talking about. Uh, you like going with the flow and what what's current. But what what is your expectation in the next ten years with the way the rate of growth of SpaceX is currently? Well, in in regards to SpaceX, but we'll go back to uh, um, what did you call that Neuralink? Okay, but let's go to Neuralink. In in regards to SpaceX, uh, either next month. In July, wait, we are in July. Yep. So either in a couple of weeks or in August, we're gonna launch this 33 or 32 engine motherfucker up into space, oh, and it's wow. gonna be loud as fuck. I mean, if three engines could be heard 20 miles away, imagine 32 engines. Yeah, but you and think landing? But you think these 32 engines are gonna be? There are my assumption is they're going to be smaller than when they have three engines. Oh, they're bigger. They're version twos. They're yeah, Raptor how, version twos. How are you going to fit thirty-two engines? That would mean that the size of the rocket is ten times larger. I'll I'll, I'll send I'll send them to you. I'll I'll send you the pictures. I I just saw it a couple of days ago. Oh shit! And okay. these are real pictures. These aren't photoshopped. Wow. So You'll get it in five, four, three, two. Assuming I'm I'm not sending it to your dad. You should you gotta let me know when they're gonna go because or when they're gonna have that launch because holy shit. I'll probably uh I'll probably link it on I'm usually a Facebook person, not 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 an Instagram person or Snapchat or uh all the wow. new apps that are coming Fascinating. out. Fascinating. Like TikTok is really hitting it big now. Yeah, that that's aesthetically pleasing to look at to see those rockets. Yeah, and it's, it's mostly redundancy. Like I tell you, three engines of those can handle the weight of the whole shit. But the goal of having thirty-two is because they're going to put a payload on it 
and it's just weights. It's like if you got 45 pound weights, yeah, and just put it in the spaceship so it could equate like 20 metric tons, or I don't know how many metric tons, 200 metric tons. I don't know. The point is to carry material to the moon. So they're gonna, they're, yeah. So probably the first two tests, they're gonna, they call them RUD, which is uh, rapidly something destruction. <laughs> In other words, it died. The rocket uh -huh. died. Uh huh. Yeah. It's mostly trial than 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 success or error than success. And I, I want to say I've heard that SpaceX has already launched over a thousand satellites into orbit or something along those lines. Yes, for the government, for other countries, for NASA, I'm, like that Falcon 9, I tell you. Yeah, and not you, only that, they got those Tesla cars that are pretty sweet, apparently. Oh, yeah. Do those work off their own satellites? I'm, I'm not sure. He also has Starlink. Yeah, Starlink is going to be interesting. Uh, is interesting. Uh, when the Ukraine war started, uh, Elon or whoever of his undersecretary said, Mr. Elon, we should do this. Yes, you're right. Let me uh, publicize it. We will send several satellites to Ukraine so the public and the military can contact, uh, can, can, can have internet. Because, I mean... If the internet dies, most of us are like, what Fish else out is of water. to do? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're living in the wild, wild west. When COVID started, I don't know if you felt it there in Bolverde, the, the, the feeling of not like the zombie apocalypse, but like how people reacted to the ends of times. Like, we got to get this shit loaded, load, uh, toilet paper. We... <laughs> Yeah, you that, gotta get a shitload of baby's milk. That toilet paper thing was ridiculous. I think that was more of a social contagion type of thing where there's just like a, a social uh, overreaction where people see people buying toilet paper for no reason. It could just be one person who thought, damn, I got to take a lot of shits during this whole COVID thing. Or one of the symptoms of COVID was the whole, uh, you had the runs, you had diarrhea. So then maybe that became if, a, that, if that was out, if you zoom ahead. out if you zoom out a little bit, uh just zoom out of, of what you're saying. Uh-huh. Where did we run to for toilet paper? Walmart. Uh-huh. So Walmart started running out of supplies also. Uh-huh. Here in Texas or South Texas, when the power plants failed a couple of years ago, yep. we were cold as fuck. Like, oh, it was bad down there in Brownsville. Was, we didn't have light for about seven days. Oh, shit. We had candles, so we had shortage of, like, candles at Walmart. You couldn't find eggs at Walmart. You couldn't find water. You couldn't find shit. And people were price gouging, you know, on the flea market online. like 10 bucks for a gallon of water. It was ridiculous, ridiculous times. So tell me about that, because up here, it was pretty bad. I had a neighbor or a friend who called me, and uh, his house for like three days was, I want to say right around 40 or under 40 degrees. Inside. Inside, because he didn't have electricity. So we ended up, my little brother and I ended up chopping wood up in our backyard. 
nice. and taking it to him. Oh, that's that's awesome, dude. Yeah, but we but we had power, so I can't imagine seven days without power. Were you were you guys prepared with food and water no, and such? No. Makes you think about the people that were ready, right? Yeah. Generators, freaking meals ready to eat. You know that's why there's a lot of people or people or agencies that always remind people be ready guys you know so how, uh, how did how did y'all go about getting through those days uh we we had a butane tank of gas and i know carbon monoxide is bad but i, I would take it inside heat up metal and the metal would radiate the heat uh-huh. and i'd have a small fan pushing the the hot air and i closed the hallway to the bedroom so only the bedrooms got the warm uh-huh yeah Wow, that's pretty scary. What about food? But, but, but imagine if it continued. Imagine if if you, you people started coming to your house. Hey, you got water, please. You know, we need water for my baby. And, and then people would 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 get to the sorts of we gotta go steal. Yeah, like we gotta go rob. Like those uh, what do they call those end of, end of time movies? Apocalyptic. Yep, yep. I I love those types of movies. Me too. It's kind of fun to think about what would happen if society, I know it sounds fucked up, but it's just, it's interesting, maybe not less fun, but it's interesting to think about what would happen to society if it was shut down for so long, where it kind of did turn into ruthlessness. Obviously it sounds scary, but, but there's an aspect of, of needing to survive that is interesting. And that's one out of the probably 517 qualities that i admire in you gaga uh because you can survive right in the wilderness for several days i would think so i have before I mean, so i could i think so you don't need a mcdonald's or a dollar general to to oh, rely no. on to no, live for at least a week definitely not you got a tent yep yeah how, how, how long right now like let's say right now boom shit hits the fam you're right now we cut we cut everything no internet you don't know what the fuck's going on how long do you think you would live the way you're at right now months well okay with the food that we have here a few i would say at least a month but maybe a month maybe i don't know if i can stretch much further than that but with what i know uh i would say longer than a month because uh we do water? have a, so you got recyclable water. We have a well, but you need electricity for that oh, well, don't shit. you? That is right. Well, I mean, you could siphon it, probably. I mean, you you're pretty comfortable sucking, right? You got some good PSI <laughs> on those lips. DSLs, dick sucking lips. <laughs> Look, I do have a water filtration system, so if I needed it, I can go get water yeah. from the river. That's, you got a shitload of firewood. Yeah, that, that's going to be easy. And then I could go hunt. I could they, go hunt. But you got that other property. Yeah, so I can hunt on that and I can definitely get a deer and a deer would last. A have, good... you, have you killed, have you killed a, a deer? Yeah, uh, a year and a half. No, maybe two, two to three years after moving here, I shot my first deer. How'd you feel? Uh, it's a, it's a, 
I mean, the first time shooting like a large animal, you it's feel a little like, look, I don't need it. I have plenty of money to stop at a at a fast food place and eat. Like, do I really need to kill it? Oh, no, that's not how I thought at all. What would you think? Did you uh, think? Yeah, motherfuckers, America. No, I didn't think that either. Uh, what went through my mind was more of a. I understand that the process of going to the grocery store and buying meat is a process of the privileged who are desensitized um, or just have no idea what it takes to have the luxury of eating meat. And so to have the opportunity to shoot and kill the meat that I'm going to consume allows me to be part of the process and understand the feelings that go into being a predator and being. Uh, so did uh, you eat all the meat or did I you did. give it away? No, I ate a lot of it. I gave some away, uh, not much, but I did give some away, but I, I had most of it. Deer steak, deer stew. I had a few deer steaks. Pot steak. No, I didn't do that. I did have a few deer steaks, but what I did was I ground it up and mixed in with like a pork butt. Went to the store, buy some pork butt because deer is so lean that I wanted to add some fat into it. And so a lot of what I made was basically ground up, basically ground up uh, venison and I would have it for breakfast, for lunch. But th this is the thing. During that time when I was eating that deer, I was tip top magoo. I was in good shape. I felt good. You still are. You still are. Yeah, thank you. But I'm definitely not in the shape that I was when I was eating that deer. I feel like being connected to that and eating such a lean meat and something, eating an animal that was running away from coyotes rather than sitting on a farm and just get slaughtered it's different yeah that's awesome dude but i yeah i've hunted a couple of times but not uh i i feel like even fishing like i mean i'll, I'll eat a fish but i i prefer store-bought i'm i'm more of a consumer than a survivalist uh-huh and i wish it was reversed because we all have to be ready yeah. Regardless if we don't have to, but like, regardless if we go to Mars, it, you always have to remember that you have to con not only contribute to society, or you don't have to, but at least for your yourself. Yeah. Like learn how to scenario. be self-sufficient. Yeah. Self-sufficient. Do not be a burden on somebody else. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it was it was an interesting experience. I got to uh, I got to learn how to dress the deer, so cut all the fur off and chop the meat up and quarter the legs. So it was cool. It was it was cool to learn. Sure, your dad was proud. I think he Ch had some of the deer. Yeah, Chachin loves that shit. Also, here down here, I mean, we have deer, but there's this um, crossbreed called New Guy. Yeah, Neil yeah, guy. guy or something. Yeah, yep. it's like it's got thicker legs. Dude, those are some big motherfuckers, dude. Yeah. You've seen them in the wild before out there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Chachin has a – he rents a property of like 50 acres, and he bought one of those corn feeders like on a uh -huh. timer uh -huh. with a little hunting camera so it like tells you if there's deer nearby. And he, he's gotten a, a few kills. Oh, have you had some of the meat that he's gotten? Actually, I haven't, but um, 
but he, he I I should have I should have. Yeah, Neil Guy Jerky is is tremendous. I had a buddy who hunts and uh he shot a Neil Guy and he made jerky out of that and that was some good jerky. That's good eating right there. And, and it's funny cuz I I've always believed in cycles and um your dad helped me clarify it. it it's called a a pattern. You have to find patterns in life. There's some patterns in life that um you learn from different things. For example, we're talking about survivalism versus going to Mars, which is more like a, what would you call it? A, uh, like a first class privilege, uh-huh. right? People pay millions of dollars to go, you know? Uh-huh. Um, but in regards of survivability, imagine being the first few hundred colonists in Mars or on the moon. You're, I mean, come on, you're, you're not going to go to, dollar general to buy shit you're you're gonna have yeah. to survive yeah so so it really really it's like return to the wild west when when uh like the 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 monarchs from europe in the 15th century decided to come to the americas because you know it was a mystery yeah and so many tried to come and how many died Dude, it's even further back than the Wild West. You're talking about, you're talking about the times when they were conquistadores. Yeah, conquistadores. That's what that's what you're talking about. You know, I didn't know this until recently that Indian or I'm sorry, wrong word, Native Americans did not have uh, horses until the Spaniards brought them over. Yes, from Europe. I yes. didn't know that. And did you know that the Comanche Indians became virtually unstoppable versus all other tribes once they got hold of the horse? No. Did you know that the Comanche Indians roamed all of South Texas and up down to Mexico up past? There's a, there's a lot of stories. Yes. I've, I've heard those stories. And, and unfortunately I've heard some infamous stories also of people that we, some people consider for example, they say, what do they say about um, do some people's victories are other pe- person's um, uh, nightmares or massacres? Uh-huh. Like to, to some people that see like, yeah, we took Paris. That's a victory. But to Paris for people, it's a tragedy. It's yeah. A, you know, like we we stole a lot of land from people that were already here. Did you know that the uh, the Indians or the Native Americans were so good on horseback that they could ride full gallop and lean to the side of the horse, use the horse as a shield, and shoot arrows from under the horse's neck? Hello? Oh no, y'all, he got cut off. Here he is. Sorry. Sorry hey, about that. It, no yeah, it stopped for a sec. I just switched to a different network. Hang on. It, it might... Oh no. This ain't good, y'all. By the way, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this, but this is my cousin. Oh, it's good. And, and you, you can cut this off. But what, what, were, you, what were you asking about? Did you know what? Did you know that the Native Americans were so good on horseback that they would ride full gallop, hook their heel on the back of the horse, 
Uh, I'm not sure if they use something to strap to the horse, but they they would basically lean over the side of the horse, use the horse as a shield, and shoot arrows from under the horse's neck at a full gallop. Well, I don't know that for a fact, but I have seen that cool show called 1883 from the dude that created Yellowstone. I don't know if you've watched that show. No, but I heard that's amazing. It's like a guy soap opera. Like, girls love soap operas, and I'm sorry for stereotyping. Uh-huh. But, like, there's soap operas in, in the day, and then there's soap operas at night, like Breaking Bad, uh-huh. uh, Sopranos. Yellowstone uh-huh. is one of those shows. It's really good. And, uh, yeah, it, it well... It created a, a, a spinoff show called 1883, which was part of the Oregon Trail. Uh-huh. It was part of the first part people, colonists that would come to like Fort Worth, Texas, and from there hook up with a with a guide, like an ex-veteran from the military that knew that area would would take the the settlers in like a hundred wagons a couple of months to Oregon or to Wyoming or Montana. Wow. Yeah. Are, are you into books? Do you ever read or listen to audible books? Uh, some, <laughs> yeah. There's a book called uh, Empire of the Summer Moon. And it talks all about the Comanche Indians and how the Comanche Indians would roam all of Texas and how the Texas Rangers were started to essentially push out the Comanche Indians. And if That's not... The, yeah. If right. not push out, kill. That is the infamous part I was telling you about. I've heard some bad stories about the Texas Rangers. and Yeah, really fucked up. And, and the reason I say infamous is because the truth is relative. Again, I go back to somebody's victory is somebody else's massacre. Uh-huh. Some person's sadness is some person's happiness. Yep. The yin yang. Let me show you this uh, yin yang thing right there. Oh yeah, it's a Buddhist thing, right? But, yep. But uh, in in every bad, there's good. In every good, there's bad. And the Texas Rangers, they helped out a lot of people. But I heard a lot of bad stuff about them that they would abuse our people because I'm part Mexican, part Native American. Yeah, that, that book, it's called Empire of the Summer Moon, if you're ever interested. It's very, very fascinating. It's very dark. Very dark. Graphic. Yeah. So, so going back to our space conversation, have you heard of the uh, physi- I think it's physiologist, no. Physicist named uh, Michu Kaku? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, he's fascinating. Talking about wormholes and talking about first First, uh, was it level one civilizations, level two civilizations? Yes, 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 yes. And right I, now... I, I learned this from watching Star Trek, yes. Okay, so uh, right now we're in what considered level two civilization? Uh, level one. We're still in level one. We're pre-warp society. We haven't harnessed the power of the sun completely. There's this thing called the Dyson Sphere. Okay, tell me. A Dyson sphere, what it is, is it it's a it's a big ass structure made of some sort of metal, maybe not even discovered yet in our um, what is that uh, table of uh, periodic table? 
periodic table, right? So some weird metal that we haven't discovered yet or harnessed. And it surrounds a, a sun. It doesn't have to be ours, but it would be nice if it was ours. It surrounds it so much so that it absorbs its entire heat. And that heat is converted into energy. And imagine, I mean, if, if right now we were talking about how six of those Tesla cities or Tesla yeah. plants, what did I call them? The, 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 the power was, banks. Yeah, yeah, huge ass batteries. If, if they were all over the world, did I say 12 of them? Yep, 12. We wouldn't need oil at all. Uh-huh. Like, might be far-fetched. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of, you know, whenever you say, like, uh, finites, there's always people that will actually. Yeah. You know, uh, Tesla cars do require petroleum because blah, blah, blah. Yeah, the manufacturing, etc. Yeah, but uh, but going back to space, yeah, there's a Dyson sphere, and and I think that's a level three uh, technology or civilization. So we don't want to fuck with those, or or actually, yes, we would like to fuck with those because um, they are more mature than us. I would say. Right. I mean, so so it's definitely possible that there are level higher level civilizations out there. Yes. Which is I recommend if if ever you have time, watch uh, Star Trek, the series called Next Generation, okay. which is kind of like after um, Kirk, like after Kirk in the 60s, the classic Star Trek. In the '80s, they came out with a new Star Trek, and it was called uh, it was called uh, the Next Generation with Professor X, the dude from X Men, uh-huh. the, the dude on the wheelchair. Yeah, and and, and the reason I, I I recommend it is because it's all about discovering species out there, and obviously it's not real but it's in our thoughts and what we would consider first contact like they talk about first contact how would it be and uh in this star trek they say that there was a third world war and we destroyed billions of people and then all of a sudden this random civilization decided to visit us in peace they're called vulcans which is spock and uh yeah, yeah. It's, it's fascinating because when they talk about these other civilizations and you talk about UFOs and you talk about space and aliens coming to visit us, something that I listen to Joe Rogan and, and something that he's talked about and something that he's talked about with scientists and other people is that a lot of the UFO sightings and a lot of the stories that we have heard in the past were right around the same times that we would do tests on nuclear weapons and nuclear bombs. Mm -hmm. And so it's almost like the aliens or the outside species came to visit watching what we were doing because. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's, that's right there. And, and, and the next, the next logical square to jump to after that process of what Joe Rogan was discussing is not nuclear, but warp warp technology tell me about what you know and, about that warp tech warp what it means is the speed of light for example okay. warp one is how fast 
the speed of light travels in a certain time. They say in a vacuum, light travels 186,000 kilometers, I think it is, per second. Uh -huh. Per second. So, like, um, the nearest star to us is Proxima Centauri or Proxima something. It, it's, it, it's the next star next to us. Like, if you were to zoom out of our solar system past our, our last planet, mm -hmm. which they don't fucking include Pluto anymore, uh, the next star is uh, Proxima, and it's four light years away. So that means anything, like if we were to shine a super strong light or we were to broadcast a radio signal going at the speed of light, it would, it would take, take four, four, years. four years to get there. The sun, just to zoom in way, way more, the sun is eight light minutes away. Light minutes. Light minutes. So if the, the sun died, it would take eight minutes for us to realize it. Yeah. The the moon is eight seconds away, eight light seconds away. You know what fascinates me is the idea that if you go far enough out, you can essentially see into the into the past. That's called warp ten. Okay, so tell me about that. So warp one is the speed of light, right? Okay. So it takes four years to get to the nearest sun. Yes. So four years is a pretty long time. Yes. So in, in this sci-fi, because it's not real, Star Trek, they developed warp travel. And they created a technology that was allowed us to go faster than warp one. Kind of like saying Mach 1. Mach yes. 1 is the speed of sound. Yep. Mach 2 is, have you seen the new Top Gun movie? No, is it good? Yeah. I don't oh. want to spoil it, but the fucker goes to like warp 10. Or no warp? No, no, mock. no, no. Uh, mock, mock ten, right? And that's like the start of the movie. Sorry to spoil it. Okay. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Uh, he goes to warp or uh, mock ten, which is pretty fast. Yeah. The fastest human alive right now. I think our our normal battle planes are like mock six or mock seven. Okay. Like the F thirty fives or something. But warp, so like. If you were to create create a warp engine, which would require antimatter, okay. there's matter and antimatter. Yes. Like black holes. Yes. Uh, like that dude that we, you were talking about, Machu Picchu. <laughs> I, I said a mountain name in Peru. but Michukaku. Michukaku. That dude, no insult to him. Massive respect. <laughs> mostly social scientist. It's, mo it's mostly like, ah, oh, suck his cock, you know, but. Like he's not really in the shit. Like not the, the same level as Elon Musk. The no 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 no. Uh, the people that are really in the shit are like that new telescope they 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 created the James Wave Webb space Where? telescope. Okay, you got to tell me about this. Hold on, we got a lot of tangents. Hold on, I got to start this meeting over again because it's about to cut out again. So I'm gonna send you another link. Okay, thanks. All right, hold on. Tonight. Tonight is a special occasion. Yeah. So tell me, yeah. tell me, what, what do you know about, uh, what were you talking about? Oh, James Webb uh, yes. Space Telescope. Okay, tell me about that. So it, it, the project started a few years ago, and uh, NASA spent billions. And what it, it is, 
sorry, it's like a 12 mares. It's like 12 mares that are like 10 feet wide or or 50 feet wide. I'm not sure. I'm just shooting out of my ass. But it's a shitload of mares. I'll probably send you the link right now. It's a shitload of mares. And what they do is they sent sent out this satellite which carried the telescope. Well, if you can find it, that'd be badass. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. But uh, because I, I don't like saying uh fake fake stuff like fact checking, you know. Yeah, that's the good thing about doing these zooms, is I have my my laptop right here. But this deep space telescope is like they they shot it. Not halfway to the moon, but halfway to the other side of the moon. Interesting. So, so it's like it's like the furthest it can go without leaving our orbit. Okay. So it's, it's going to orbit the moon, but it's going to orbit it or probably stay way out there. Uh, and it's the best place you could get away from radiation, from, from uh, Earth, from all the, the interference that mm -hmm. uh, local telescopes get so it's able to capture shit a thousand times in more focus than now a thousand yeah or more you so, see and, it again you gotta fact check this and this is gonna take pictures of earth or this is gonna take no no it's gonna take pictures of space okay like planets moons solar systems it's going to help us figure out if we really are alone because so far we, we, I mean, there's no proof, right? Yeah. When I was younger, I used to think like when I realized how the creation of the solar system happened, we were dust and then the dust spiraled around each other because of gravity and mass. Uh -huh. And then the middle part, it heated up and it formed into our sun and then there was other collisions that formed into planets or gas that accumulated and became gas giants. Yep. And then obviously there were some protoplanets that crashed into each other because they were like synchronized in orbit or some shit. For example, the moon, they say that it hit the earth and it's part of the earth. And uh -huh. so happened to, to be there. I mean. Assuming you're not a creationalist, thinking that God created the world and physically, literally, seven days. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too sure about that. I like. I think I'm. I'm more biased towards the, uh, the scientific reasoning. Can I? Can I share something interesting with you about the Earth? Yeah. This comes from the physicist Neil deGrasse Tyson. You know who that is? Yeah, the guy that thinks the world is flat. I'm just kidding. No. But he says, if you were to take, try to, try to picture this, if you were to take the earth and shrink it down to the size of a cue ball, so, so the ball, the white ball that you play billiards or pool with, yeah. if you were to shrink the earth down to the size of a cue ball, when a cue ball is made, it's made with, if you were to zoom in, it's made with tiny microscopic indentations where there is a oh, what's the word like where it can it can be off by this much on either side but it's acceptable what is what is that so word? almost a sphere but not perfect not perfect it's not 
it's not perfectly uh, smooth, but there is a what is the word I'm looking for when they create something? And approximate? It be, no, it it's like it can be it can be. Let's say there can be an indentation of point zero 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 one, um, not centimeters. Maybe centimeters. Maybe millimeters. Oh, micron, like a micron. Yeah, but there there's like a word for it, like the uh, smallest unit. You mean the no, smallest, not the smallest unit, unit the smallest unit of error. So there's there's always going to be error when something's created. It's not you. It's, it's I don't think it's possible to create it completely flat. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Well, this is a non non issue. If you were to shrink the Earth down to the size of a cue ball, the distance between the lowest part of the Earth, the deepest part of the Earth, and the highest part of the Earth, Mount I think it's Mount Everest. That's the highest, correct? Let's assume it is. Let's see. Highest mountain, highest point on Earth. Point on Earth. So the, the, the distance between the tallest part of that imperfection and our core would be... Not our core, not our core. The deepest part that we can essentially reach or that we know of in the ocean. The most middle, the most center. No, would it be the most center? It would just be the deepest part of the ocean. So the distance between the deepest part of the ocean and the highest point, that difference, it would make the earth smoother than a cue ball. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you're if, talking about the crust of the no, earth? Not, no, not the crust. Picture you shrink the earth down. Yeah. And you it think, consists of three things. A core, okay. a mantle, and a crust. Yeah, I know. But what I'm saying is just picture shrinking the earth down to the size of a cue ball. Mm -hmm. The difference between the lowest point and Mount Everest is going to be smaller than if you than if you were to zoom in on a cue ball and look at its indentations. That's how large the earth is. That the distance between the small the deepest point and the highest point is tiny compared to the size of the earth. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. Yes, it does. Fascinating. Yes. They say a bunch of awesome stuff. I love it. And I think, uh, <clears throat> I think that uh, the UFC guy, uh, I sometimes I forget names. Joe randomly. Rogan. And I, and I love Joe Rogan, but I forget names uh -huh. for some weird reason. Uh, yeah, he, I think he, he had him in his show once and, yeah. and they discussed a, a lot of stuff. I, I love his podcast, most, most of them. And, yeah. and I love the funny ones. I don't know if you've ever seen the funny ones that where he's stoned as fuck and they edit it in a way like he's like creepy Joe Rogan. Oh, like, I've never heard one that they've edited of his. Yeah, like when he interviewed uh, Miley Cyrus. Uh-huh. They, they did like a one-minute skit. They like shortened it. They edited it to like, oh, oh. but it was like a creepy Joe Rogan hitting on Miley Cyrus. Oh, I see. Being high as fuck. Yeah. You know? so they're funny. They're, they're funny, but, it, and he's, he's, he's had his, um, his unpopularity is. Yeah, for sure. Ups, but, um, you know, for the most part, I respect them and everybody has our opinions we could probably agree on 90 plus things 
and disagree on 10% of things just because that's how we were raised nature versus nurture, I guess. Yeah. The one beautiful thing I like about him is maybe not, you may not agree with, you know, what he talks about or his political beliefs or whatever, but I think what's important is that he has real conversations with people and he has long conversations with people where you're able to actually get an idea of the way they think, why they think the way they think. And you're also able to understand that you have a lot more in common than you do differences. Yeah. And and I love that Neil deGrasse Tyson uh, podcast he had. Fascinating. Yeah. I don't know if he had that Machu Picchu guy. There I go again being racist. <laughs> Michu Kaku. Make sure you edit this. <laughs> uh yeah uh, i don't know if he's had him but, he did. Uh, he did but if he did then I, I can't wait to to see it yeah it's interesting he talks about wormholes and and how we can essentially send our consciousness through light yeah and there goes Neuralink. and i haven't heard much about elon musk Neuralink, but i think he's not the first one that thought about it but since he's famous and a millionaire, most people, you know, think it's like his thing. And I remember your dad always telling you, whoever patents it, that's the inventor. Yeah. Like, that's him. Yeah. So like one person can't say, wait, why can't we, uh, why can't we invent a machine that can, uh, can do this? Yeah. It's already patented. Like you yeah. can't, why don't we do an ice cream shop somewhere? It's already done. Like you yep. can't. So there, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, money also that that affects that kind oh, of that's, activity. That is that is for sure. Okay, like, Nito, it's uh, getting yeah. late. Okay, but I do want to do another segment because there I know we can talk about a million more things. Yes. So let's let's set up another one this week and we'll do another one. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, thank you. Thank you for, for chatting with me and, and taking the time and we'll do another one. Thank you. I super appreciate it. I'm sorry if I went off tangent. This is, this is the beautiful thing is that that's what makes these so interesting is going off tangents and talking about everything. Yeah. Cause my plan was to discuss about how music is a different communication, but let's talk about that on the next one. All right. Sounds good. And and if and if we don't get to that or if we do get to that and we have more to talk about, then we'll do another one. Awesome. Awesome. Looking Hell forward yeah. to it. All right. This week we'll plan one. And have and also one. if you have things you want to talk about or any ideas about space or anything we've talked about, take notes and just ask whenever. Sounds good. All right. I'll text I'll text you later. All right. Love you. Take care. I right, love Bye. you too, bro. Love you too, cuz. Talk to you later. Okay, bye.